Section 40 of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of St. Matthew by J. C. Ryle Chapter 8, verses 51 to 58 Christ's Treatment of His Own Country, Danger of Unbelief This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne Matthew chapter 8, verses 51 to 58 Jesus saith unto them, Have ye understood all these things? They say unto him, Yes, Lord. Then he said unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished, and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brethren, James, and Joseph, and Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country, and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there, because of their unbelief. The first thing which we ought to notice in these verses is the striking question with which our Lord winds up the seven wonderful parables of this chapter. He said, Have ye understood all these things? Personal application has been called the soul of preaching. A sermon without application is like a letter posted without a direction. It may be well written, rightly dated, and duly signed, but it is useless because it never reaches its destination. Our Lord's inquiry is an admirable example of real, heart-searching application. Have ye understood? The mere form of hearing a sermon can profit no man unless he comprehends what it means. He might just as well listen to the blowing of a trumpet or the beating of a drum. He might just as well attend a Roman Catholic service in Latin. His intellect must be set in motion and his heart impressed. Ideas must be received into his mind. He must carry off the seeds of new thoughts. Without this he hears in vain. It is of great importance to see this point clearly. There is a vast amount of ignorance about it. There are thousands who go regularly to places of worship and think they have done their religious duty but never carry away an idea or receive an impression. Ask them when they return home on a Sunday evening what they have learned, and they cannot tell you a word. Examine them at the end of a year as to the religious knowledge they have attained, and you will find them as ignorant as the heathen. Let us watch our souls in this matter. Let us take with us to church not only our bodies, but our minds, our reason, our hearts, and our consciences. Let us often ask ourselves, What have I got from this sermon? What have I learned? What truths have been impressed on my mind? Intellect, no doubt, is not everything in religion, but it does not therefore follow that it is nothing at all. The heart is unquestionably the main point, but we must never forget that the Holy Ghost generally reaches the heart through the mind. Sleepy, idle, inattentive hearers are never likely to be converted. 
the second thing which we ought to notice in these verses is the strange treatment which our lord received in his own country he came to the town of nazareth where he had been brought up and taught in their synagogue his teaching no doubt was the same as it always was never man spake like this man but it had no effect on the people of nazareth they were astonished but their hearts were unmoved they said is not this the carpenter's son is not his mother called mary they despised him because they were so familiar with him they were offended in him and they drew from our lord the solemn remark a prophet is not without honour save in his own country and in his own house let us see in this history a melancholy page of human nature unfolded to our view we are all apt to despise mercies if we are accustomed to them and have them cheap the bibles and religious books which are so plentiful in england the means of grace of which we have so abundant a supply the preaching of the gospel which we hear every week all all are liable to be undervalued it is mournfully true that in religion more than in anything else familiarity breeds contempt men forget that truth is truth however old and hackneyed it may sound and despise it because it is old alas by so doing they provoke god to take it away do we wonder that the relations servants and neighbors of godly people are not always converted do we wonder that the parishioners of eminent ministers of the gospel are often their hardest and most impenitent hearers let us wonder no more let us mark the experience of our lord at nazareth and learn wisdom do we ever fancy that if we had only seen and heard jesus christ we should have been his faithful disciples do we think that if we had only lived near him and been eyewitnesses of his ways we should not have been undecided wavering and half-hearted about religion if we do let us think so no longer let us observe the people of nazareth and learn wisdom the last thing which we ought to notice in these verses is the ruinous nature of unbelief the chapter ends with the fearful words he did not many works there because of their unbelief behold in this single word the secret of the everlasting ruin of multitudes of souls they perish for ever because they will not believe there is nothing beside in earth or heaven that prevents their salvation their sins however many might all be forgiven the father's love is ready to receive them the blood of christ is ready to cleanse them the power of the spirit is ready to renew them but a great barrier interposes they will not believe ye will not come unto me says jesus that ye may have life john chapter 5 and verse 40 may we all be on our guard against this accursed sin it is the old root sin which caused the fall of man cut down in the true child of god by the power of the spirit it is ever ready to bud and sprout again there are three great enemies against which god's children should daily pray pride worldliness and unbelief of these three none is greater than unbelief end of section forty